Hi, welcome back. I have Paula Sanero again today. Joining me is my guest. Welcome, Paula. Thanks for having me again. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here. We're going to talk about how to deal with toxic relationships by raising our vibration. And I'm going to start with a short list of eight signs that your relationship is toxic. And this is by no means a complete list, but a couple of things you need to pay attention to is lack of support by your partner, toxic communication, jealousy, controlling behaviors, resentment, dishonesty, patterns of disrespect, and negative financial behaviors. Now, Paula is going to speak to us today specifically for the past 20 years. In her work, she has dealt a lot with something called toxic stress. And toxic stress is actually a byproduct of toxic relationships. So Paula, can you talk to us a little bit about how toxic stress affects the mind, the body, the spirit, the family, our kids, jobs, and just bleeds into everything and can really affect our society as well? Okay, toxic stress is an unresolved stress unresolved high level of stress. So there's no support when this stress happens. So if you're in a domestic violence relationship and you're always worried about what's going to happen when you get home, what your partner's going to do, you're always in that high level of of stress. And when you're in such a high level of unresolving stress, it can affect your physical health by it can burn out your adrenal glands. And that's where our cortisol is produced that gives us energy, our fight and flight response, that kind of thing, that can really damage our adrenal glands. It also can damage our other hormonal systems. The stress can. When you also, when you are in that kind of situation, you're, you're in more of your primitive brain state where it is fight or flight. You're not really caring about what your kids did in school today what you're going to fix for dinner. It's your survival brain that has taken over. And that's what's running your life. So unresolved stress, then let's define that. So unresolved stress, and I think that what you're saying is, it means that there's never a resolution to the problem. For example, lack of support or toxic communication and jealousy. It means it's never resolved. You never feel comfortable that the person hears you, understands you, and stops that behavior. Is that right? Right. That's a good example of that. And you're always worried about it. You're always stressed about it. Whereas like right. if you have a mild case of stress, like, oh, I'm worried about the test I'm going to take tomorrow, or I have an interview tomorrow, the event happens, the stress is gone. With toxic stress, the stress is never gone. And so you say that it shuts down parts of our brain that put us in our primitive brain. And so what kinds of things happen in our brain where we shut our kids out and we don't care about their homework and things like that. What, what actually, so I know you're saying it's hormonal and and we're burning ourselves out. And I also want you to address what do those, what does, what does that look like in the body? What are the diseases that are born from a draining our, our hormonal system through our adrenal glands and things like that? Those are the things that I think I know that um, what is the disease that some people have, um, oh, come on, you know, it's a lot of women get it. 
what's that called? Oh, we'll go back to it. Okay. I don't want to, um, but, but what I, I see a lot of women who get burnout and they get the, it's a chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue can be burnout. Can it not? It can. I think a lot of chronic fatigue is related to stress and a high level of stress mm-hmm. and weight gain. Because when we burn out our adrenal glands, we will get weight gain. We can get heart disease. We can get diabetes. Mm-hmm. We've even seen that proven through studies as far as people that have adverse childhood experiences, the ACEs, and mm-hmm. what they grew up with. And they're now they're in their 40s, 50s, and 60s with all these chronic diseases because of the stress related to those ACEs. And so if you look at just, the, just a relationship, and the stress that that puts on your body because you're constantly thinking what's going to happen. You're, you know, kind of Mm -hmm. thinking a lot in the future, which means you're not in the present, Mm -hmm. you know, or you're thinking in the past, meaning you're not in the present. And so Mm -hmm. we're not in the present trying to deal with whatever it is. We're just trying to survive. And that's when, when I'm trying to survive this situation, I'm not paying attention to my kids because even though I love them, I'm trying to survive. Ah, okay. I now I get it. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, I really believe that your mind tells your body what to do. And when you are constantly thinking in the past about what happened and what they did to you, and now what are they going to do to you in the future? You're right. You're no longer living in the present. And, you know, so what we want to talk about is also what you can do to raise your vibration while you're in a toxic relationship, including how that can help us heal our bodies. And before we start that, talk a little bit more about why your body needs these hormones to be balanced um, and what that looks like. Because if your one hormonal system is not balanced, they're all in your endocrine system, which is your hormone system. And what I understand, if you're, say you're, you burn out your adrenal glands because you're in such a high toxic stress situation. Well, another one of your hormones is your thyroid. You know, your thyroid hormones mm. produced by your thyroid. So are you burning out your thyroid? Your- and that could look at, at like Hashimoto's disease or what's the hypo, what is it? What's the other one? Hyperthyroidism. Mm-hmm. Right. And is that affecting your, also your, endo- your um, pancreas? which is your insulin secretor, which is where the diabetes right. would come from. How interesting. Okay. Because the whole form. Now this is more of a holistic way of thinking about it. You know, a lot of people don't mainstream um, Western medicine sometimes doesn't think in that way. Um, mm-hmm. but I think it's very important to understand the whole endocrine system is connected. Your hormonal system is connected, whether it's your ovaries and your, it's your ovaries, your adrenals, your thyroid, your pituitary, your, pancreas, all these things are interact together and they're all your endocrine system. It's just kind of like if you screw up your cardiovascular system, you know, your heart system, you're going to have complications. If you have difficulties with your heart, you may have poor circulation in your feet, you know, so it's Mm -hmm. kind of in that way. And I think people have to realize that the stress that they're under is causing this damage that they're not seeing. It's invisible. You know, they don't, they're not thinking, oh, I've been in this toxic relationship that's causing me this much stress or my job is causing me this much stress. And 
oh, I feel my adrenals aren't working very well. They, you don't, you don't think that, and you don't see that until it's too far ad- advanced. You know, when oh, the doctor says your cortisol levels are too low, or you know, where you mm-hmm. burn down your adrenal glands, because there is such a thing as adrenal burnout, and we're now discovering that. And I think that's becoming a little more prevalent now with the high stress situations that we're all in. And, and if we don't manage that, then it just makes everything worse. Sometimes when we're in a toxic relationship in the beginning, the stages of that are we're pretty shocked that this person is actually treating us like this. And we have gotten ourselves so far into the relationship that we think this will get better And I think I can change it and it doesn't get better and we don't get out. And what happens is, is what originally felt really badly and was hurting you starts to feel very comfortably uncomfortable. And we talked about that prior to the podcast. And so you were saying, first, you have to try you're going to have to reach into doing something different. And you were saying, you know, we've got to reach into the unknown, right? Because you're exactly right. You don't see, oh, my adrenal glands are stressed until you go to the doctor and and they take your blood test and, and it comes back like that, or it shows up in a diseased form. And I've heard like Louise Hay, uh, You Can Heal Your Life. In her book, she has a list of what these things mean. And for example, pancreas is is losing the sweetness of life. You know, liver is where you, you hold anger. And so these are all very, you know, interesting and important things. And, and I think that the holistic approach is really important because when you treat the whole person, you wind up being whole by the time you're done treating yourself. So would you... Tell us a little bit more about the comfortably uncomfortable and getting past that. And what are some of the things that you teach and you talk about with your own clients? As far as being in a toxic relationship, what are the first baby steps someone can take without their significant other knowing, right, that they're taking these steps? Because a lot of times it it gets worse before it gets better. It does. And when we're talking about the comfortably uncomfortable, it's when you're in that toxic relationship and you've been in it a while, you know that it's not a good relationship. Everybody knows that. It's just, it's a comfortable place. And everybody knows that on the other side, it should be better. But I'm afraid because I don't know what that other side is. And I don't know really how to get there. And what are my steps to get there? And what's going to happen when I take those steps? And I will actually talk about mine a little bit. Um, My ex-husband was very abusive verbally. And this went on for a while. And there was a lot of lying going on as far as, you know, like he, I came home from work one day and he says, they called me from the emergency room. And somebody told me that you were having an affair with this doctor. And I said, who called you? They disguised their voice. I'm like that was kind of like the last clue. I'm like, Oh, this is dumb because that's not happening. And you're lying. Mm-hmm. But you know, I had been in that situation a while and you don't want to give up the relationship because maybe you're viewed as a failure. Mm-hmm. If you do, um, or there's a lot of stigma around, especially when you have older parents that grew up in a Southern um, 
way of life. And, you know, you don't get divorced, you know, but right, you stay, you stay thick or thin, break your bones, bend your body into contortion. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You stay. There's a lot mm -hmm. of that that plays into a lot of toxic relationships, but you have to take whatever those baby steps are. And what I, what I think women do or men, if they're in the toxic relationship is they, they have lost a little bit of themselves. They've lost their own self-esteem, their own self-confidence, their own self-image. And it takes a lot of work from my personal experience, it takes a lot of work to start building that back up to really start self-talk. And I think that's the biggest first step is self-talk about how I'm okay. I'm a good person. I'm pretty. I'm nice. I am kind. And start even saying that as the first step because that person that you're in that toxic relationship with may have been telling you that you're an effing bitch all the time, or you're ugly, or why do you dress like that? Or, you know, I'm not having you go out with me looking like that when everything's been, you know, when you're fine. It's just and that's that is horribly abusive, by the way. That is meant to break you down, to mm -hmm. make you feel badly because of the way they feel about themselves. When a toxic person talks to you like that, it's typically because they were spoken to like that, and that's how they feel about themselves. And you know what one of the things I want to interject is when they start saying those things to you and it continues, you start saying those things to you. You have that because we're always talking to ourselves and, you know, you might question yourself and, and didn't you question yourself? Like, am I really an effing bitch? Did, I, I mean, do I really look like I'm dressing like whatever he said I was and he doesn't want to take me out in public. What's wrong with me? Right. You, and you do think like that. And so that's why it's really important. The first step to, to getting better or getting to the other point, or even starting to raise your own vibration is to think better of yourself than that person perceives of you. And that's why I think the self-talk is the biggest step to start with, because you are going to need so much confidence and so much courage to make that step, mm -hmm. leave that relationship or tell that person, you know, this is who I am now. And if you don't like it, there's the door. And there's a lot of women have a problem saying that. And yeah, because they have children and because they can't financially support their kids, you know, it would throw them into poverty and they know that they would get jerked around by their husband. It's it, that can be a hard thing. Sometimes it takes time to build yourself to that place. And while you're constantly being broken down by somebody, you know, where they try and get you fired from a job so that you can't be better so that you are continually stuck in this cycle. Right. And what I've seen too, in some of my work and especially in tribes is that the partner will say, well, they're not a member of the tribe, so they're not going to get any benefits. They might be Ouch. a mom's tribe or whatever, but that's not true. It's not true. And, but women don't know that. And I think women also need, or sorry, but you know, men are in that situation too sometimes, but as the, the, the partner who's being abused or whatever. That's but, true. That's true. I don't want to leave men out. True. Well, uh -huh. I just think we say women because it's more, more women, but it's prevalent. Yeah. You need to educate yourself too. And you know, if it takes, you know, and when I'm talking about the self-talk, if it stay, takes actually leaving the house 
to take a five minute walk outside to talk to yourself Mm -hmm. or shut yourself in the bathroom and look in the mirror and just say, Paula, you're beautiful or Paula, I love you or what? You're a good person. Right. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I want to back up for a second. I don't want to overlook this because being intelligent is really important. When you gain knowledge, you become powerful and you need to know what your rights are. And there are a lot of attorneys and a lot of referral services that will talk to you for free. And I don't mean just talk to one, talk to 10, because you'll get a lot of information that you are going to need to digest. Don't ask your friends because a lot of times your friends don't know. Paula gave a really good example. The women don't know. And so the tribe, the tribe members or whoever it was would say, you don't get those benefits. You ask somebody else in the tribe and they don't know, they're going to say, you don't get those benefits. When the truth is Paula just said it wasn't true. So you need to know your rights, but you need to go to the right place to get that information because knowledge is power. And women are very intelligent. And when we arm ourselves with the knowledge and power, it helps us when we're in the bathroom privately talking to ourselves and we're saying, you're beautiful, I love you. You're also saying to yourself, and I've got enough power behind me, I just have to get and garner the strength and the guts to leave. And it's okay if you're not ready yet, but the more information you have, the more powerful you become. There's a lot of help out there. So sorry, I I didn't want to cut you off. That is to me is one of the most important things. Well, you're right. There is a lot of help out there. And I think women also need to actually admit there's a problem. Because I think some women don't admit to themselves that there is a problem or they're in a toxic relationship because maybe that's the way their mother, that's the the way their parents were. You know, so to them, it's normal. But I think we know now with all the advancements in, in domestic violence, you know, bringing it out there and the Me Too movement and things like that, you can't not know that that's not a good place to be. And, but I think some, some women are just like, well, no, it's okay. He only yells at me three times a week (laughs) or whatever. Mm -hmm. He only hit me four times. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And no, it's not acceptable. And when did that ever become acceptable for anybody? And, you know, I mean, there's still even thoughts in the South about you shouldn't hit a woman with anything bigger than a switch, you know, or the mm-hmm. diameter of something. And I'm like, well, no, that's not acceptable either. And women have to realize that they're being taken advantage of. And that's, you have to start there. You have to have the realization. Then you have to start the self-talk and you have to empower yourself, just like you said, with resources. And you're right. There's a lot of legal services out there. There's, you know, and even if say it's not domestic violence, but there, but there's something else going on, or you don't view it as domestic violence, but there's women's shelters out there that will talk to you. Women's organizations that will talk to you about what options are, um, Who's, who has pro bono counseling? Who You're right. And I think that's so extremely important to empower yourself. Because I do too, because you're never stuck. You're not. You're only stuck because you believe you're stuck. There's always a way, right? Right. There's always a way. And I think too, we had talked earlier about you know, raising your vibration. And if you raise your vibration, so that's positive self-talk, that's 
taking time to breathe, because when you are in your survival primitive brain, because you're worried about what's going to go on at home, if you take time to breathe, you're actually grounding yourself and you're better able to handle it. You're better able to, to close that lid you just flipped, mm-hmm. you know, come back out of your survival brain and be a little bit more settled when you go home, be a little bit more settled for your kids, even though there's all this stuff going around, you know, on around you, be a little bit more settled. And I think as you raise your vibration, you will actually see that, and actually it will come to you that this relationship is not the one you need. And I think that also gives you the power. Once Mm -hmm. you raise your vibration and you realize this and you're like, I don't deserve this. When you get to this, I don't deserve this part. That's when you act on all of the information that you have obtained. Right. And you will move into, I no longer accept this. Right. And whether that's, you're going to talk to your, the person in the relationship. um, And they're going to join you as far as raising their vibration and making things better, or they're not pretty much. And And sometimes when you change your vibration and you level out, as you said, they actually do automatically raise their vibration and level out with you. It's when we get wonky and we react to their jealousy, resentment, the nasty things that they say to us, right? And so it takes strength to stand in that, to walk away from that, especially if there's physical abuse and they have to get that reaction from you. Because what a toxic relationship is, is a relationship where each person triggers the worst in each other Mm -hmm. and they absolutely explode. And now that we have the Hiroshima bomb dropped, don't forget that the kids are picking up on this energy all the time, right? And, And you bring it into your work and you bring it to the grocery store with you and your neighbors feel it and your family feels it. And so I'm going to tell a really quick story, and I think you can speak to this. When I was really young, and I was just begun reading professionally, professionally in this little place in Ventura, California, I had a woman, I was young, like 22, 23, and I had this woman who was in her 40s come for a reading. I never thought anything of it, right? The difference in our age. She was absolutely stunning. And she it, she was a Catholic woman. She had three boys. And she was married to someone who was absolutely awful to her. It was horrific. Mm-hmm. And it was a very toxic relationship. And I said to her, if you don't leave, you are going to become sick. And something is going to make you leave. There is a man that is better for you. And she said, I can't leave. I don't know where I'll go. Do you know that each of their families actually treated her the way that he was treating her? That made it even more toxic. But her boys knew this wasn't good. She knew it wasn't good for boys. She was very close to her boys. And she came back four months later. She was diagnosed with breast cancer. And she, I, I was shocked. And she said, I am going in and I have to have a mastectomy, double mastectomy. And I said, are you going to leave? And she said, do you know what he said to me? When I told him I had breast cancer, he turned around and he said, well, I guess you better go get that shit fixed. 
You know, I don't fucking want you. That's what he said to her. Oh, no. Because she was going to have, but now this woman to me, you got to remember, I mean, like gorgeous, like Julie Andrews, classic gorgeous. That's who she reminded me of. And I said to her, you have to leave. And I'm promise, I promise you that if you can trust this process and she's Catholic. And so I said to her, I want you to do the prayer, Our Lady Undoer of Knots. And I want you to continue to do it for 45 days, right? So that would give her five cycles of nine days, right? Over and over again. And so she came back after the mastectomy and she said to me, when I woke up from surgery and I had another client who had a hysterectomy go there, she said, I looked at him and I want, and I said, I want a divorce. Well, first of all, he wasn't even there after the surgery. It was later that he came because he had to bring her something. And she said, I want a divorce. He poo-pooed her and he walked away, right? Now, the other one that had the hysterectomy, he was floored, but she followed through and she did it. Do you know that she got a job at a jewelry store and it was a complete fluke the way this happened? And her husband at the time was like, you can't work. And he tried to enter. She continued to go to work. She continued to believe that life could be better. And she went against his will. He did things like disconnected the battery in her car, you know, that kind of stuff. So she couldn't get to work, right? Called her work and she was, t- and he was telling the guy, she's an awful person. Do you know that the man that owned the chain of jewelry stores fell in love with her? Wow. And he married her. And her life went from black to white Mm -hmm. in a matter of two years. And it took getting sick. And that's why I tell people, men and women, don't allow this to sink into your tissues and your cells in your bones because your cells are always listening to everything that other people say to you. Mm -hmm. If you take that in and you believe it. And, And that is something that you see as a nurse the people become sick based on their emotions, right? Right. And, you know, that example that you just gave, I had a client, same thing. She, I mean, probably not as extensive verbal abuse as, as that, but she came to me, she, she had a breast lump. And she said, I think it's because I've harbored so much resentment for him because he never worked. He never, blah, 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 blah. And she said, I think that's why I got the breast cancer. And I said, well, probably. You know, probably it was the stress from that that caused your breast cancer. See, and, you know, you yeah. know, on an intuitive level, what caused it? You do. I think, you know, if you're, if you're in tune enough, you sure do. And mm-hmm. you're right about you, you absorb that into your cells and you absorb that into your neurons in your brain, those things that they say about you mm-hmm. and you can fix it. You can, you can develop new neurons. You can change the things that are happening to your cells in relationship to that stress, but you have to do it and you have to, you have to get the courage to do it. And I think that's where a lot of women are stuck is they don't have the courage because they think, oh, I can't, I'll never find a job. And a lot of the women I work with, worked with in the last job I had that had these toxic relationships, it was like, well, who's going to provide for me? Well, the guy doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Yeah. He doesn't work. So there's that. Yeah. You know, you don't need him. You can do this. And it just takes, it takes perseverance and it takes strength to really. It's the, but it's the self-talk. 
It goes back to what you say. In the very, very beginning of this, you said something so important, right? And I go back to uh, something biblical. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. People talk a lot about this metaphysically and spiritually. Your words matter. Mm -hmm. So what you say to yourself, just the beginning, like an infant, take the baby steps and start saying to yourself, this doesn't have to be this way. I can change it. That's the beginning. And then you start with the self-talk. I'm beautiful. But you know, what happens if they look in the mirror and they think, I'm not beautiful. I'm a piece of, right? Because they keep telling me that. What, wh- what do you tell them when they say that? But that's when you have to say that. That's when you say, I am beautiful. You just go to that mirror one time in the morning and you say, you are beautiful. Whether you think that or not, you say it because once you say it and your body hears it, that mind will change. I mean, you're I releasing the energy. Yep. I mean, I you release that. energy. Yeah. I look in the mirror and think, oh my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But no, but you have to, yeah, you have to release the energy. And just like we talked about in the last podcast, when you have something that's not going so good, give it up. Give it up, it up for your power. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. And as you're doing that, those baby steps of self-talk, mm-hmm. you say a little whatever prayer, if you want to call it, and you, you call on the creator, God, whatever, Mary, I don't, whatever it is. And you say, I am tired of this. I do not want this anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm giving Help me. a relationship to you. I am not going to accept that. And if you make that, along with your self-talk, a ritual that you do every single day, it will change. Mm-hmm. It's it actually very true. It changes if you do it every day. Just all you have to do is start once. Right. That's it. Because and if you start, you won't be able to stop. Trust me. Even oh when it gets bad, you will go in that mirror crying with makeup running down your face and you'll say, I am beautiful. I don't care what he says or she says. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, I can even tell you my relationship now, you know, sometimes when we have a row, you know, we get into an argument about something. I'm just like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing this. And Mm -hmm. I sit there and breathe. And he stares at me like I'm out of my mind. (laughs) Just like Mm -hmm. just breathing because I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. You know, Mm -hmm. said this to me, I'm not doing it. And then when I start breathing, he knows to shut his mouth because (laughs) he did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, you have to do that. You have to, and and doing those things will give you the power. And you always have that power of the divine consciousness, God, whatever you believe in, you have that power there. That power is easy to call on, as well as your spirit guides, your ancestors, all that is easy to call on to help you deal with. And it's instantaneous, by the way. Right. The minute that you speak those words, it's instantaneous. They just wait for you to call. I can see that in my relationships um, that I am in. My vibration is so different. Nothing in my relationships are even remotely similar to what some of them have been in the past. And people just don't go there with me because I won't go there. But one of the things that I want to address as well is toxic relationships can wind up dissolving very rapidly once you begin to incorporate some of these practices. So you need to be ready for that because fear will, will result 
when you realize you're going to lose the relationship if the person is not going to change. As you change, you realize they may not change and they may not change right away. They might forever and ever remain that way. But because you're changing by raising your vibration, you become confident, like Paula was saying. And there, this is something that we both were talking about before the podcast, that you need to know that there's a new place for you, including a new and healthier partner. And you can't be afraid of that new, healthier relationship. It will feel very uncomfortable as well in the beginning and almost unreal. But your whole life will begin to change. It'll feel a little bit more unreal, I think. Don't you? Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. And just on that point you were talking about, I actually have, well, one of my best friends, you know, went through a divorce and had, had had a big, not such a good relationship. And she and I were just talking the other day because we have another friend <laughs> that's going mm-hmm. through this. And, you know, we were both talking about, you know, how it was so good. It's so good in between, you know, once this toxic relationship is over to take time, mm-hmm. you know, before you like jump into another one, because another relationship, because you've lost yourself. In that time, Absolutely. you don't know who you are anymore because you changed number one for that person because you were trying to make everything better. So you changed. So give yourself time. You know, once you make that move, give yourself mm-hmm. time to discover who you really are and to keep raising your vibration, to keep doing things that you want to do, discover the new things about you, you know, before and the, and the new yeah. will come. If it's meant to be, it will be there. It's not oh, like, it, you know what? It will. Sometimes it'll come right away to show you that the universe is listening. It right. will be there. But I agree with you. Many times we go from relationship to relationship and either we get the same toxic relationship and they end very quickly because we're changing our vibration or sometimes it goes, you know, vibration to vibration as we lift our vibration. But, you know, we don't, you don't have to be dependent on another person for love. You know, that's, that's what you're saying. You know, you're, you, you spoke to something that I want to go back to. And I want to say, because it creates toxic stress, if you are repeating the same relationships, you're inviting people into your life to create more unresolved stress, which continues to break the body down, which affects your children, affects your job, affects society. And that toxicity is the very thing that we're trying to heal. Instead of feeling badly and feeling good about feeling badly because we don't know any better anymore, it's about feeling good all the time and your body will heal. And no matter where you're going to be, you're going to either be uncomfortably, right, comfortable in that bad, or you're going to be uncomfortable until you feel great and then you won't feel uncomfortable anymore. And when you do, you're going to realize I'm feeling uncomfortable because this isn't healthy. So I need to address this. And that's where I think we begin to really empower ourselves. I think women are very, very afraid of all of the things you said, including going all the way back to the beliefs that people have, like you were talking about in the old South and it, and it goes beyond the old South. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with leaving a relationship if it's unhealthy for you. As a matter of fact, you're teaching your children and you're actually showing others 
that when something feels really badly and somebody treats you badly, it's okay to leave. It's okay to take care of yourself. And that is one of the hardest choices, I think, men and women. I know men that are abused in their relationships as well. And it's very, very hard for them because they do truly love that person. And they're also dealing with toxic relationships that have the residual from their childhood. And so it's hard to see why does feeling bad feel so damn good? Yeah, that's a hard thing to 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 grasp for people. Yeah. But I did want to go back to the kids because I, I think people don't really understand what this does to their children. And you know, most time when we're when we're talking about toxic relationships, I view it all as domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Not domestic violence is not hitting. Domestic violence is financial abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, mental abuse. That can be a toxic relationship. And kids absorb that kids also come with that toxic stress because they're experiencing that at home so when they go to school they're not learning all they're thinking about is what's going to be what's it going to be like when i get home are my parents going to be arguing and i'm not am i not going to have anything to eat is my dad going to be drunk is my mom going to be throwing things around People don't understand it weighs on their kids. And there's actually been studies that there's a six times more, six time more prevalence of asthma in children who come from domestic violence homes. Not to mention that the toxic stress is actually already taking root within the child. Right. And even if they're, you know, two years old, Mm -hmm. they could end up being the one perpetrating the toxic stress in their relationship when they get older, because that's what they saw. And how do you learn how to parent? It's by the people that parent you. Mm -hmm. So if they're taught that is the way that people are, they're going to, they're going to bring that into their own relationship growing up. And I, and I know kids get upset when there's divorce and I understand that, but I think some people, some kids, as they get older, realize, wow, that, really wasn't a great thing. And it's probably a good thing. My parents were divorced, you know, because I remember all I remember is blah, you know, that this was happening. And, you know, and and I remember growing up as a kid, you know, my dad with his Italian temper, there was a lot of yelling. And that's what I remember, you know, when they were having a discussion at night, when they thought we were both asleep, you know, we were not, yeah. you know, yeah. But yeah. Screaming, you know, right. And that was a conversation. You know, yelling, right? And I don't like that. Like, I don't yell. And I just decided I'm not going to argue in a relationship. I'm going to have a conversation with you in a relationship. And it might be a little bit contentious, but I'm not going to get into a fight with you that goes nowhere. I want to get somewhere if we're going to talk or let's not talk. And that can be very hard for people. But when you shut it down, they will internalize what's going on and realize I can't do this with her or him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to show up and be like this. And so what we start to do is when we make these hard, firm choices that we're going to change, everything outside of us begins to change and it can feel really badly and you can get pushback from the other person and, mm-hmm. and you have to remain firm. Now in domestic violence, where you actually are being hit, that's, that's a little bit different because you can really trigger somebody. Um, you know, by not allowing them to behave the way that they 
did it, but you can put up walls to the things that they say or how they try and withhold money from you or withhold emotion or sex or, you know, talking or throw things around. You, you know, you can avoid and ignore those things for a while, but eventually what will happen is you'll probably leave a lot faster. You will find those resources when you begin the positive self-talk. And it is literally that one step after recognizing I have a toxic relationship. When you start to talk to yourself differently and you start to realize that you really are a good person and you say those things to yourself and that this could affect your kids and it could affect your body. And, you know, in the long run, you don't want to live like this. You don't want to be broken down by somebody who is toxic because of their own upbringing. You want to live a better life and live a better life for your kids. It really begins to change. You'll go find those resources, but you have to keep digging. If you get a no or you get misinformation or disinformation, keep looking because what I've found is there's always a way. You know, there's always a resource. And if you're really focused on, I need to get out of here, that resource will present itself to you. And you'll be able to leave the relationship that you no longer want to be in. So do you have anything else to say? I think that we covered all of our bases. Um, I hope you guys got something out of this. Paula, do you have anything else to say? No, I think, I think we covered it. I think we've talked about pretty much the first we've given everybody the key to, to, to make the start. Yeah. And you know what? If you fall and you trip and scrape your knee, get back up try it again. You might fall 50 times, but don't stop trying. This isn't a race and this isn't a competition, but it is your life. And so as long as you can say that you're truly trying and you're truly making the effort and you're going to feel down and you're going to feel beaten up, but you have to pick yourself back up. And if you find the resources that will actually support you, there are people that'll get on a phone with you for 10 minutes and just talk you down. Mm -hmm. right? Like the battered women's shelter will do that. And there, I mean, there's all kinds of services that are free out there and it'll just help you release that energy. You can pick yourself back up and go on with your day and know that today can be a better day and tomorrow will be a better day. That's how it works. So thanks for joining me today, Paul. I really enjoyed this podcast and thank you to the audience for listening. And if you like this podcast, please share it and like it and do all those wonderful things that we do on social media. And thanks again for listening and please make the world a better place.